This is Saving Grace, Living in the Light of God's Love, a broadcast ministry of Grace Center for Spiritual Development and Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world, committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. And now, our program. Hello, I'm Carmen Pate, your host for today's program. Does it seem like your days and years are flying by, and yet you wonder what you have to show for the days that you've lived? Have you stopped dreaming about the possibilities? Does fear overtake your thoughts instead of hope for the days ahead? What would it look like to live with an eternal perspective, knowing that tomorrow is not promised for us here on earth? Knowing that today is all we really have, how would you steward the gifts and the strengths that God has given you to affect change in the world for your children and your grandchildren? Well, our guest knows about living for today, and he's here to share some wisdom and encouragement on various topics that will help you to live this life abundantly and on purpose. Our guest is Terry Weaver. After five years of active military duty, first as a U.S. Navy corpsman and then as a combat medic with the U.S. Marines, Terry received an honorable discharge. Then after a decade in sales and marketing, Terry grounded, uh, founded Vail Institute, a nonprofit organization to help veterans advance in life through leadership and entrepreneurship training. His education includes a degree in business administration from Texas A&M, where he received the Pat Tillman Foundation Scholarship. Terry also earned a master's in biblical studies from Grace School of Theology in 2020. Terry is the author of The Evolution of a Leader, and the book we'll explore today, All My Best, Wisdom and Encouragement for a Better Life. He is also the author of two fiction novels, and many in our audience might recognize Terry as Ethan James, the lead actor in the streaming series, Breaking Strongholds. Welcome, Terry, to Saving Grace. I'm excited to be here. Oh, so glad to have you. You know, God has definitely given you a life of adventure and opportunities so that you can make a difference in the world. And before we get into some of the uh, words of wisdom that we find in your book, I'd love for you to talk about the faith factor in your life, how the Lord drew you uh, to Christ and in the faith walk that we witness today in all the things that you do. Well, that, that's, a, that's a long story, but I can sum it up for you. My grandparents took me to church when I was young, and I was saved, and I ran away from the faith when I was uh, 16 years old, and mm. uh, life got very tumultuous for at least a decade through the military, through some things in my childhood, and I, and I just ran from God, mm. and mm. Uh, he, he worked on me, and through people, he uses us, thank God, his, yes. his flawed instruments. To, no doubt. Yeah. And through people and, and through grace and, and uh, you know, mistakes, me blowing up my life several times, mm-hmm. um, I finally turned things over to him mm-hmm. um, after running for probably at least 15 or 16 years. Wow. Yeah. And so... Uh, it wasn't the easy route, but I usually don't. Cho- I usually don't choose the easy route. 
that is obvious from uh, the things that you've done in life, and and uh, and I thank you for sharing that. That's that's really parallels with my story as well. And and had it not been for people praying for me and caring about me, uh, sharing truth with me, and not giving up on me, Terry. Uh, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have the testimony that I have today, but God is gracious. Amen. Yes. So thankfully draws us back. You know, my husband served in the Air Force for six years, and he's always talking about the many, many life lessons that he learned there. And, and he says oftentimes you don't recognize it in the moment, but looking back, he can see the many lessons that he learned. Uh, you too have, have had some had military experience and you've spent time in, in Kuwait and Iraq and I know that you have uh, had many life lessons I'm sure is there one in particular that that stays with you that you it's like I never want to forget that lesson learned yeah I think uh, probably the most impactful lesson was when I was in either Kuwait and Iraq or Iraq and uh, I remember looking at my bank account one day mm-hmm. and while you're over there you don't have anything to spend money on so you just accrue right. money and they give you extra pay for being deployed and putting your life at risk mm. and so I remember I had thirteen thousand dollars in the bank and I was thinking wow that's a lot of money yeah my very next thought was I would give every single dollar to be at home for one day. Mm, mm. And uh, we don't appreciate what we have often until it's gone or we see what some people live through. And uh, when, you're, when your freedom is gone, you notice real quick. Mm. And I noticed real quick what was going on in life. And I would have given everything to be at home for a dollar yes. for, for, for all of the money in the bank. No doubt about it. Yeah. And like you say, you come back, you don't take things for granted now, do you? It, I'm reminded. When, yeah. when I do start to take things for granted, uh, um, I'm reminded of how, how powerful and valuable our freedom is and mm. what we have here in America. It's, yeah. it's a lot. Oh. I, I agree, and I, I try to remind myself daily of the many, many blessings uh, because we can, like you say, we can lose it all in a moment, and uh, it's important to hold on to those things that are most important in our life. You know, I do believe that God gives us daily opportunities for life lessons, and, and you certainly have experienced that in your own life. And uh, it seems your book, All My Best, that we want to talk about over the next couple of weeks, is really a compilation of life lessons that you've learned. That's the way it appears in reading. How would you like to see your book used by those who pick it up to read it? Hmm. You know, I'll have to tell you a story. I got a, I phoned a friend who I'm in an editing group with, mm-hmm. and uh, she's a dear friend. Her name's Wanda, and she's 81 years old, and she's reading that book right now. And she says, Terry, I'm stuck on the hope chapter because I need so much hope. And I just keep on rereading it. And so I'm hoping that people find one thing in that book that just really touches them. And I think there's enough in there that some life lesson will stand out. And maybe they'll get stuck on it, and maybe they'll return to it. Right. And uh, I'm hoping that it'll encourage them. That's why I wrote it. Oh, and and no doubt that they will. Because, you know, we... We are all going through things in our lives different from one another because we are unique. Uh, but sometimes a word that that can really hit home with you today, uh, 
may may not apply next week, but other words will. And so so I, I can just see it being used over and over again and people going back to it again and again for that encouragement. Uh, just an excellent, excellent job. Well, as I said, the book covers over three dozen life lessons that are broken down by significant words. I loved that approach because we are a people of words and they do have meaning and particularly when they're in context of where we are in life right now. So excellent approach that you took there. Now, we're not going to be able to cover all of those words in the next couple of weeks, uh, but I would like for us to um, touch on some of them and to see how they sort of interplayed with your life at that time or or why it was an important uh, word for you. So let's start with the word dream. Uh, how important is it, Terry, for all of us to have, <clears throat> excuse me, a dream or a goal that we can look forward to? <clears throat> well, for the Christian perspective, we have a calling on our life. And I kind of use that synonymously with a dream because everybody has, it seems to me that most people have an aspiration to do something great yes. with their life. Even if they don't express it, even if they wrestle with it, there's something inside them that they want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And they either move towards that dream or they bury it. Mm. There's, there's, you know, it, it's... I, I've heard that it, you can only coast in one direction, and that's downhill. So if mm. we're not moving towards our dream, I feel like we're moving away from our dream. Oh, yeah. And it's important to have something, some something that in, inspires us. Yes, yes. To do something greater, to be a better person, to help someone else. These are these all move towards uh, you know something transcendent mm -hmm. to serve others. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, there's this quote in the book. I've used it in the book. Uh, it's from N. Eldon Tanner, and he says that uh, service is the rent we pay on mm. this earth. Mm. Service to others is the rent we pay yes. for being on this earth. Yes. So uh, having dream, having a dream or a life aspiration, a calling for, for the Christian community is, I think it's essential. Oh, yes. And I think we have it. Sometimes we bury it, though. I buried my dream for a long time. Mm, mm. Uh, and what, what resurrected your dream? You know, chasing the Lord. Yeah. You know, surrendering the Lord and yes. then chasing the yes. Lord. First comes the surrender and then yeah. the chasing. Uh huh. And so I had to surrender my life uh, to the Lord before my calling was clear. Oh, yes. Because I was covering it up with all kinds yeah. of things. Pain, anger, alcohol, all mm -hmm. kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm glad you shared that because I appreciate you sharing that because I think uh, oftentimes we hide our dreams for various reasons. And it's only when we uh, are able to resurrect them uh, that the Lord can really use us mightily uh, in ways that we never dream. So uh, that's 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 wonderful. Well, though you don't reference scripture in your book, and I understand that because you want to reach a larger audience right up front, uh, the truths that you share parallel beautifully uh, with Scripture. For example, um, you say that hope fuels our dreams. And I immediately thought of Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, mm -hmm. but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Uh, what are your thoughts on that parallel with this idea of hope and dreams? Well, you, let me back up. You're exactly right. 
I don't write to a Christian audience. Mm-hmm. I write to a world audience. Yes. And I think somewhere in my writing are biblical principles. Definitely. And uh, because that's where I, that's my source. Mm-hmm. Um, I drink deeply from the Word of God. Yes, it's obvious you do. And uh, so we got to figure out how to package those ideas up and get yeah. them to the world because some people will never come to the church. We got to go to them, right? Yeah, some that's people right. will never listen to the gospel. That's right. Unless that's we right. take it to them in a creative way. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, so that that's my aim. You're exactly right about hope. We have to there when people are hopeless, everything crumbles. Yes, yes. Everything. Oh, it truly does. And uh in this day and time that we live, we see so many that are hopeless. But yet we have the light to pour into their lives, the light and the love, the faith that we have, uh to to share our hope with them, don't we? That's right. Yeah, we truly do. Well, another word that will paralyze our dreams and our future is fear that you talk about in your book. You say that our fears are much more numerous than our actual dangers. Now, I think this is an important discussion because the world tells us that we have a lot to fear. I mean, you can't turn the television on or look at the headlines. It's all about fear. It's all about fear. Explain how our environment or our experiences cause us more fear than the dangers that actually exist. Well, if you think about your life, and when I think about my life, I've only been in danger a handful of times. However, my fears are numerous. They're innumerable. Yeah. Every single day I wake up and I have to combat fear Mm. because we're in an environment that is fear breeding. Uh, Media works through fear. Mm -hmm. The news works through fear. There's a concept in the news, what what bleeds leads, Mm. right? Whatever's the most bloody, we put that out first because it's going to hook people with fear and keep them addicted. It's got to be sensational to keep them coming back, right? That's That's, the way it appears. (laughs) That's right. So there is a cultural aspect and a a sociological aspect to this fear thing. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of money behind it. I think Mm -hmm. there is a lot of influence from, you know, not just Satan, but greedy people. Um, And there seems to be some type of design that tries to keep us locked up in fear and to feed whatever whatever benefits from our fear, Mm -hmm. whether that's being hooked into media, into the news, into um, staying out of our purpose. Yeah. What if we were all unafraid? Mm -hmm. Wow. Wouldn't that be amazing? I don't even have to finish that sentence. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right on. Well, you've given some practical examples of the fear that we often uh, have that is unfounded. Uh, you talked about the experiences that we have that cause us to reflect back on that, or proximity, the places that we are that remind us of fears and take us back there. Uh, talk about that just a moment, because uh, it does seem that when we go back, we, we are we are causing ourselves to fear when we attach every circumstance to a past fear, right? Or mm. to a past experience? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was recently reading something. I read 
a lot of different things, but uh, there's this passage from The Road, which is written by uh, Cormac McCarty, and mm-hmm. he's a Pulitzer, uh, Pulitzer winning prize author. And uh, in this dialogue between a father and a son, they're having this discussion, and the father says, be careful what you put in your mind, mm-hmm. because what you put there doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. The young boy mm-hmm. says, well, doesn't, doesn't some things go away? And the father says, yes, the things that you want to forget stay, and the things that you don't want to forget go away. Mm. And isn't the, the most traumatic things that happen to us, yeah. they stick with us. Yes, We want yes. them to go away, but they seem to scar us. That's mm. how life works. Mm-hmm. All of these things are fear-causing um, instruments, if you yeah. will, on our life. So we remember those things, and they stick with us, and we can either kind of put on our armor and mm-hmm. stay hunkered down or we can confront them and mm. try to live free and boldly every single day like the word tells us to yes it's a choice yes yeah and we were given the armor of god not to stay mm. in a defensive posture but it's to be in a fight absolutely it is a battle that we are in a spiritual battle as yeah. the lord tells us well from a spiritual perspective we know we have nothing to fear, right? We have God on our side. I loved how you shared that overcoming your fear of dying gave you a new freedom to let go of your of many fears. Uh, share that revelation with us, what your experience in overcoming that fear of dying. You know, it wasn't something that I realized until after the fact, but uh, when I went to war, went to Iraq in particular, I remember checking in in Kuwait. We were we were doing our buildup in uh, late 2002, and we entered Iraq in 2003. Mm-hmm. When I checked in for our buildup in Kuwait, mm-hmm. I remember signing in there, and there was this release. For some reason, I thought, okay, I'm probably not going to make it out of here. That was mm-hmm. just fear of the unknown. Yeah. It was the fact that there were bombs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, I probably won't make it out of here, so I might as well just live fully. Mm. And there was a release in that. Mm. And this is something common to, I think, people who have been in very uh, dire situations, you know, life-threatening situations. Sometimes they get to a point where they just say, okay, I'm going to live fully because I might not make it. And there is some freedom in that. There is. None of this human condition that we live in, it's terminal. Yeah. We're not going to make it. Yeah. So we might as well live freely. That was a, that was revelational to me. Oh, I I get it. I, I'm a leukemia survivor and I was not supposed to live on several occasions. And, uh, and so I came to that real revelation as well. It's just like, well, so if I if I die, I know where I'm going, and there's peace in that, right? So since I can't control the days I have left, then I'm going to live each one to the fullest, live it for the Lord, and and it's a beautiful thing to a, a beautiful experience to have in your life that you can hang on to. Takes you through a lot of things without fear, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think we have to remind ourselves once we yeah. go through that experience that we're not going to make it. So yeah, we we just got to keep on. Yeah. Keep on standing up to fear. That's right. That's right. Keep on pushing forward and stay in the fight. Absolutely. And remember why we're fighting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. 
Well, you describe hope as an expectation of greater things to come in absence of any such evidence. And of course, that parallels with Hebrews 1.11 uh, that tells us now faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. And, you know, people so need uh, hope uh, just sometimes to get out of bed in the morning. And uh, but life is so much more. So how does hope fuel your dreams and charge you to press on? Well, I so me in particular, this mm-hmm. is what you're asking yeah. about. I have a life mission mm-hmm. and a purpose for my life. Yes. So every morning that I wake up, mm-hmm. my routine is I go grab my coffee, I sit down, I read the word, I pray, and then I look at my mission. Yeah. And my I'm reminded of my mission. And I, I'm hopeful that I can reach that mission yes. and do what I was put here on this earth to do. And so I, I continually remind myself that I'm on a mission, that yeah. I was put here on purpose. Yes. And hope fuels that mission. And this passage from my book and from scripture, they're one mm-hmm. and the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept. It's it's a life principle. Yes, yes. So do you have an actual mission statement, if you will? Yes. Would you mind sharing it? Sure. It's something along the lines yeah. of... Uh, my my mission is life in life is to encourage uh, mm-hmm. the ones that I love yeah. and the world through my faith, yeah. my creativity, and my writing. Very yeah. simple. Yeah, it's an it's a message. It's a mission of encouragement, and it's attainable with the Lord's help. I think so. Oh, no doubt about it. Well, we want to have you back to continue our discussion, uh, but you know there are some words that need discussing, like challenges and forgiveness and busyness, and we'll get on those. But in closing for today, do you have a life verse that you continually go back to or when you're kind of down, you're reminded of from the Word? I've got a few, but I think my life verse is uh, Proverbs 9.10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I, t- I tattooed that on my arm. Yeah. I tattooed that on my arm. And while I was going through so much pain, I needed a reminder yeah. of what was important. Yes. I remember when I got that tattoo, I, I had alcohol in my system. Mm. I was a mess, mm. but I knew I needed a reminder. Mm. So I went and got this tattoo and I'm reminded every single day. Yeah. He's what matters and focused on him and uh, slowly you can change your life trajectory if you remember what matters the most. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, just keeping the focus on the one who made us, the one who loves us most, and the one who has our eternity planned out for us. Uh, Gives us uh, many reasons to press on with, with hope and faith and love. Wow. Well, thanks, Terry Weaver, for the wisdom and the encouragement that you have given us with uh, our to our audience and for, for me personally. The book is all my best, Wisdom and Encouragement for a Better Life. We've put information about Terry, his book, the TV uh, streamed series Breaking Strongholds on our Saving Grace program page at gsot.edu. That's gsot.edu. Or you can download our Grace app for all of that information. And while you're there, check out the opportunities offered here at Grace School of Theology for seminary degrees and our Grace Center for Spiritual Development for Bible studies and other programs to deepen your knowledge and your love for the Lord. Please tell others about saving grace. And remember, the love of Christ can never be earned. 
and it can never be lost. You've been listening to Saving Grace. For more information about Grace Center for Spiritual Development or this program, visit our website at gsot.edu slash center or download the Grace app through your smartphone. Views expressed on this program may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership.